Namaskar and welcome to NFL Masala. I'm your co-host Anant. And I'm your other co-host Rakshak. Welcome to episode 29 of NFL Masala where we talk about all the latest happenings in the NFL with a little bit of spice. So today we are going to do a recap of week 12 and that Packers-Eagles game and then do a uh, preview of week 13. Ooh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, about that game, I got to yeah. hear, we have to talk about it. We have really. to talk about it. We have got to talk about it. But <sighs> what do we have in mind? What do we have today in terms of breaking news, my man? Or right. right. So before we talk about the Eagles and Packers game, let's go through some Damakadar news, as Rakshik has mentioned. And first bit of news, Aaron Rodgers is injured. Uh, he has a rib injury, but he has stated that he is playing Sunday against the Bears. Um, apparently on the Pat McAfee show, he said that he's all fine. The scans were good. And, you know, he's he's able to play. Honestly, I don't think he should play. I think it's time for Jordan Love. I think it's time to rest Aaron Rodgers get ready for next season because this season's done. But yeah. Whoa. You said, did you just say that? Yep. The season is over. Ladies and gentlemen. That win against the Cowboys is a fluke. We are not going to change who we are. Our defense is not going to magically stop the run. Our offense isn't going to magically be consistent. It's just too much, and I want to see what Jordan Love has because that series against the Eagles was pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we have breaking news of all people. My co-host, Mr. Anand Salgundi, says, which blows my mind. Like, I'm still getting goosebumps from that thing, my guy. Like, you're saying that the Packers season is over. Yep. I'm speechless. But, it, but I mean, I, I mean, if he's injured, man, you got to put in Jordan Love. I, and, and I mean, I want to, I'd rather face an Aaron Rodgers that is healthy, but apparently I don't know whether he's lost it both physically and mentally, but I don't think he's lost it mentally. I think he still has that competitive fire in him. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. But I think physically his thumb injury is hurting him. He says it doesn't, but you can clearly see he's, he was missing passes. We know. Like I think we, we need to be able to talk about that during the recap, but I also have some. I also have the other set of Dabakadar news, and this is a different sport. I'm talking about football. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm referring to the 2022 FIFA World Cup, which is currently being played in Qatar, in the Middle East, and the U.S. is going to the round of 16. Woo! Oh man. What a this is the one happy news that I have right now. Like the Packers are trash. India went out of the T20 World Cup, but now USA is in the round of 16 for FIFA. And you know what? 
And, and like the that performance that they pulled off against um against England and the first half against Iran. And with what I'm seeing, like this FIFA World Cup has been full of chaos. And we've all said, and Anna, you've told me one thing to embrace the chaos. And we're witnessing it right now. We're seeing top teams like what? Argentina lose to Saudi Arabia in the first in their first game of the group. Germany being eliminated from the World Cup thanks to Japan of all countries. And I mean, Japan J being the giant killers, like you mentioned, beating Germany and Spain today. Oh my God. If only uh, Costa Rica had defeated Germany, Spain also would have been eliminated. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But yeah. still, yeah. And, 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 and you know what's even more crazier? I have a beat the dull moment, bro, with this. Robot. Okay. Okay. I am going to say this out loud. I don't care what happens on Saturday. I'm pushing for the U.S. to upset the Netherlands two to one. And then when they face it, most likely they're going to face against Argentina. And we're going to beat Lionel Messi and the Argentinians. No. <laughs> we're no. going to pull yeah. it off. My I heart would break into two. I don't know who to support there because I love Messi, but also USA. So I'm gonna go full Yinzer mode like you're needing tree, but the US has gotta go to the World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that happens, we're like us US and soccer and American fans, we're going to proclaim it loud, and I hope. That our president Joe Biden writes a declaration that it is now called soccer instead of football. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> oh man, I'm uh, already, I've already lost it right now. I have lost <laughs> it. Let's just move on. Yeah, let's 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 move on before we dive too deep into FIFA. Um, oh yeah, the other football realm. So now. That's, That's soccer. the end. That is yeah. soccer. <laughs> All right. So that concludes the Tamakeda news segment. And now we're going to move on to the recap of week 12, starting with the Packers versus Eagles. And Rakshak, go ahead. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. I know you want to sing that fight song with me, Anand. I know you want to. That it's it, like that inner eagle inside you is speaking loudly. It's wanting to see, scream the lyrics together. See, I only have one thing about one thing to say about this fight song. What? Eagles fans need a fight song to hype themselves up, but Packers <laughs> fans only need three words: "Go Pack, go." See, More we like, don't need a cringy song to hype ourselves up. We just you, need three words. I think right, you might. So we're good. We're I, good. I, I, I'm, I I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the stupid <laughs> Eagles fight song that I had to listen to 15 freaking times during the game. I'm sick of it. Every single freaking touchdown of first down is like, play, Eagles play. Da -da 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 -da. No. <laughs> oh i love this salt man i think you could i i think like if the u.s was suffering the, the united states of america was suffering in the salt industry i think it'd already be replenished because so much salt that you're providing for us right now in the air 
you're doing us all a favor. And instead of Go Pack Go, they should rename it to Cry Pack Cry because that's literally what the end of the season is. And and of course, the score was 40 to 33. The good guys win in this case on a blackout Sunday night. That is right. The good guys win. And instead of Fly Eagles Fly, I should change it to Run Eagles Run. You see what I did there, Anand? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> to be expected. Yep. And I have to say, what an off what a great performance by Jalen Hurts and company. And by the way, Jalen Hurts was nominated, became the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Are we all surprised? No. Why? Because they're playing the Packers. And because of that game, did you know Jalen Hurts is the first QB to have 125 plus passing yards and 125 plus rushing yards in the first half? And he's also the first QB since 1950 to have 150 plus pass yards, 150 plus rush yards, and multiple passing touchdowns in a single game. Did you know that? Nope. And he finished the game with 157 rushing yards, breaking the all-time record set by Michael Vick for a, for a single season game. My lord, for Jalen Hurts, man. It, that guy, what, I like sometimes like he was make, sometimes like when I was watching him play, the runs that he was making, I was like, oh my God, was this a design run or was this just all pure instinct? And which I think is instinct because most of the time he like, he'll usually try and go scramble to the right. I'm guessing that's what you saw when you're at the link, Anand. Like, if the Packers were to pressure on the left side, Jalen Hurts will roll out right, and that's where he'll target. And huge scrambles for touchdowns several times. And again, credit, you got to give it to the three Batman of the team. Skinny Batman, Swole Batman, and Fast Batman. And of course, A.J. Brown, um, who was recovering from a Thanksgiving bug and had a red eye and was puking for most of the game. He redeemed himself after that fumble and um, and got a, and managed to get a touchdown. Quez Watkins, he was stepping up against Rasul Douglas in crucial moments. And AJ Brown, what are you doing with the fumbling man? It's been two consecutive games where you fumbled the ball, dude. If you're gonna grab the ball, I know you want to get extra yardage, but just go down if you need to, man. Secure it. I don't want another commander's um, nightmare happening to me again. But, hey, you redeemed yourself with a touchdown by Jalen Hurts. And Eagles finished the game with 363 total rushing yards, 500 yards in total offense. And you might, I might as well change the, the fight song from Fly Eagles Fly to Run Eagles Run because, hey, you're, I mean, you're, I mean, Jalen Hurts is, is attacking of what the defense is giving. And Miles Sanders, he joins the party. 21 carries, 143 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. Again, you have to give it to one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL right now, Jeff Stoutland, and his Jeff Stoutland University. That O-line opening up spaces against that Packers defensive line. I mean, I know it's bruising and hurting you so much, and all Packers fans, but you got to give it where credit's due. And Eagles defense. I would give it a mix of performance. And apparently, Anna, did you know that the run defense is not existent? They couldn't even stop A.J. Dillon. Eight carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. I was very surprised on why they didn't continue running A.J. Dillon. I mean, Aaron Jones, he did his part. But A.J. Dillon, if he's attacking 
that lineup more. Why? And and here's another shocking thing. The Packers, like, if you look at how many times the Packers have scored, like, 17, like, 30-plus points, you I, before this game, I would have told you it only occurred one time, and it was against the Cowboys. This Eagles defense allowed 33 points. Like, what in the blue hell is this defense doing? And, and, I, and again, I mean, I could also blame this on special teams because most of the time, they're giving up kick returns of, like, what? 50 plus yards by by um by who who's your guy Nixon? Like, don't get me wrong, he's a great returner, but special teams are so hard. Jake Elliott missed an extra point, but that fit, but that chance to go for a 54-yard field goal near the end of the game. I mean, that worked out well. But why is Jonathan Gannon playing soft coverage a lot? Like, you did I didn't even see any pressure until the second half, in which we I got to see. Fletcher Cox finally get a sack. And then and in being involved in a sack. And Brandon Graham saying, hello, Aaron Rodgers. Do you remember me? I got a ring too, son. And of course, but a couple of update, a couple of um scary moments happened. Johnson Gardner Johnson, our Eagles, the Eagles starting safety, he went down um in the in the game. Uh, and which up here uh, when he delivered that hit against Christian Watson in the first quarter, however, it was reported that he had suffered a lacerated kidney, and luckily, uh, and um, and praying for a safe recovery. But which means, guess who stepped up? Reed Blankenship, a, a, a an undrafted free agent from Middle Tennessee University. He, you know, do you know Anand that he's the first UDFA? To intercept Aaron Rodgers, did you know that? I don't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> it's so uh, painful to watch live. But but all but I have to. I mean, Reed Brand Blankenship is playing like he wants to like that. He wants to start over Kayvon Wallace. And Eagles fans, we all know about the type of player Kayvon Wallace is. Like he can't cover for 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 like for for his life. But at the very end, at that one final drive that um, Jordan Love was trying to go instead for that, that drive that led to a field goal, Kwan Wallace actually made some plays. I mean, of course, they had to step up now that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be out until the playoffs. And now this, this is a big concern. The Eagles secondary, the, the Eagle, I mean, the Eagles safety room is now going to be consisted of Marcus Epps, Reed Blankenship, Andre Chachere, Kayvon Wallace, and a practice squad in Marquise Blair. Yep. It, it is gonna be it's gonna be a tough task, but hey, you know what? Eagles actually I mean the line, like the if, if there was a betting line, the Eagles were um were supposed to be like seven six point five favorites. They won by a touchdown. So I take some sauce in that. So Anand. What about your Packers, my man? Tell me about it, and if, and I'll give you the room to vent it out. Take as much time as you want. Yeah. <clears throat> so the Packers, and we lose again. Four and eight record, a five point eight percent chance to get into the playoffs, according to the Athletic. Aaron Rodgers is injured, and the defense is in tatters. That is the situation that the Packers face right now. 
So technically, we do have a chance of making the playoffs. And because of that, Aaron Rodgers says that he's going to play. But given how this game played out, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. The defense is completely overrated. The offense is very inconsistent with the run game working sometimes, but LaFleur not sticking with it for some godforsaken reason. And then the special teams having an extra point blocked. So they're also pretty inconsistent. Now, there were some good points to note. We did score more than 30 points again on offense. So we, you know, we were moving the ball as we can attest to Rakshak's um, angst when he was talking about the Eagles defense. So we know that we were scoring points and we were moving the ball. AJ Dillon showed everyone who the quad father is with his eight rushing uh, carries for 64 yards and a touchdown, just mauling over some Eagles while he was having fun. Um, Christian Watson, who, according to Next Gen Stats, had the third fastest run with the ball as being the ball carrier, and he was clocked at 20.97 miles per hour on a 60-plus yard touchdown run Yeah, and is now the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month of November with 14 receptions, 289 yards, and six touchdowns. So congratulations, Christian Watson, for finally arriving on the field and in the NFL and showing that you are a grown man. But that's where the what? good things lie. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and you know what? I gotta give credit to Christian. To I mean, Christian Watson. He's finally stepping up. I think um, I'm gonna go on a beat the dome moment right there. Mm -hmm. He's going to. I think he he's going to over. He's going to surpass Devonte Adams in a couple of years if Jordan Love is going to be your QB. Him and Christian Watson, if they get once they get that setup going on, it's gonna over. I you're not gonna worry about Devonte Adams. Christian Watson is gonna be your new guy. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Um, I mean, dude. I mean, like, I, I could, I could attest this. The first half of the season, Christian Watson wasn't getting any touchdown pass. No, it, 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 that's that's not the issue. The issue is if we try and prognosticate about um, wide receivers having success down the line, we already know Christian Watson is injury prone. So the reason why I don't want to put too much hope into this is that injuries can happen. God okay. forbid, knock on wood, nothing happens to this dude and he continues to ball out for the Packers. But because of that, I want to try and keep my limits, you know, keep my hopes within limits, right? But I see where you're going. I, I mean, he's definitely shown that he's capable of it. He's capable of being the number one uh, wide receiver. We know, I mean, we know Al, who Alan Lazard is. He's the best blocking wide receiver in the NFL, and that's that. We know who Randall Cobb is. He's a great slot receiver who's reliable. Sammy Watkins is injured. He's probably going to get cut at the end of the season. Romeo Dobbs is the only one who's going to be that second outlet for uh, Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, whoever plays um, at QB. But we know Christian Watson's the big game guy. It's he's the guy who's gonna get the big plays. He's the guy who's gonna be sort of like that Tyree kill factor. Now we just have to make sure that Romeo Dubs 
succeeds as well. So, but yeah, um, getting back to this game, this is where the good points end because watching it live was such a roller coaster of emotions, especially with vulgar Eagles fans, um. excuse me, regular Eagles fans <laughs> all around us. Um, but what was most gut wrenching about the entire game is just a lack of willpower on the Packers defense. I mean, every single time some Eagles player was running with the ball, we were like, yes, your highness, please proceed over my dead body. I mean, we allowed 363 <laughs> rushing yards on 49 attempts. <laughs> you know what that makes? That's the 16th most rushing yards allowed in an NFL game in the entire Ooh. history of the NFL, including playoffs. That's the 16th most. Is that for the Packers allowed? No, that's for the entire history. Oh, my God. So if you were to search which team has the most rushing yards in a game in the entirety of the NFL's history, the Giants are number one. They ran for 423 yards back in 1950. This Eagles game shows up 16th highest at 363 yards, just below the 1947 Packers. Oh, so, over, your, over the Detroit Lions. Who would have thought? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, it's just... Go ahead. There's no way we regress to some something like this after making such an effort to stack our defense with like six first round picks i mean on paper right this starting 11 was fearsome but in reality they're just nothing they're they're cupcakes meant to be eaten and thrown away with the, the they're actually not cupcakes they're cupcake wrappers okay you just you just take the wrappers away i don't even know where i'm going with this analogy honestly i'm just gonna stop <laughs> i'm just i'm just done i'm but, just done i mean like i i mean I, I mean no need to be like harsh on you my man but it's but i it, like i think the moment that we saw like what this packers game could be turning into was like the minute when that tipped interception happened like Aaron Rodgers throwing that pass yeah. bounces yeah. off of Darius Slay's helmet, and then it lands to, on the hands of Josiah Scott, who happened to be there at the right spot. Like that—that's when you know, like you have so much bad luck happening, dude. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's the whatever. We lost. Season's over. Four and eight record, even if we go five and oh on the entire season, that's nine and eight. And considering the um the what is it? <clears throat> I mean, considering the standings, like if the playoffs were to start right now, everybody in the NFC East would be in the playoffs. Um, and then the division leaders in the north, south, and west would be in the playoffs. Like, that's it. Like 
it's when the Detroit Lions have a better shot at getting into the playoffs, you're done. <laughs> okay, when the Atlanta Falcons have a better shot at getting into the playoffs, you're done. So, yeah. Oh, we have to get to that Falcons, man. I mean, it's 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 just painful. But yeah, that that wraps up the Eagles versus Packers. I don't want to continue anymore and then <laughs> It's Just okay. Cry. It's okay, man. Remember, this is also our therapy session. I mean, mm-hmm. you can you consult me when my, when the chances for an undefeated season was over, thanks to that weird game against the Commanders, and then mm-hmm. this game happened for you. And oof. Yep, it, yep. It, 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 so that means that me. Okay, now I, I don't want to get my hopes up too high or like ruin it. <laughs> All right, then let's let's continue. Let's continue. (laughs) Let's 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 tone it down. Let's continue. All right. So now we're going to move on to our games of the week segment that we had selected, Mm -hmm. and I had selected the Vikings versus Patriots. Stupid, stupid purple incarnations of Satan have to mess up everything. God damn it! Come on. The Pats had a great chance to end the game with that two-minute drive in the fourth quarter, but unfortunately, Vikings sacked and prevented the Pats from succeeding. Then the Patriots got another chance, but to no avail. But this has been the story with the Vikings, just winning close games. Did you know they are 8-0 in close games? Or games with just one score difference, which is like a max of seven points. Did you know that? I think like I've kept track of like every of like the games that the Vikings had played because like if you like um while the season was going when I was checking of course I was being glossing over my Eagles then I see like the Vikings are like close to near second place with like just like what two losses so far mm-hmm. and I'm like oh okay got to keep my eyes on them right because the Eagles have a tiebreaker over the Vikings yeah 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 yeah, so that's going to prove very important come playoff time. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're 8-0, right? And in the other games, they're 1-2, with the one win being against the hapless Packers in the beginning of the season. Like, that's what that was. Otherwise, against the Eagles and the Cowboys, they were demolished. They were absolutely demolished. Now, this reminds me of the fact that the 2022 Minnesota Vikings are exactly like the 2019 Packers. Okay. A mediocre opportunistic defense, right? If we were to look at some of the stats, the Vikings are seventh in turnover percentage, but they're 23rd in expected points added total and 23rd in defensive DVOA, which are both worse than the Packers defense. The Packers defense is better <laughs> on aggregate against the Vikings defense. How is this happening? <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. They just win close games. That's what that's like. Look at the victories. They're all it's all flukes. They beat the Lions 28-24, the Saints 28-25, Bears 29-22. Dolphins 24-16, Cardinals 34-26, Commanders 
by a field goal 2017. We all know the Bills game, 33-30. That could have ended like a minute ago. And then versus the Patriots that just happened last week or this 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 previous week, 33-26, they could have lost that game too. I mean, like, literally, they are worse than the Packers' defense. Now, the passing offense, right, and, and this goes back to the 2019 Packers analogy, right? Mediocre opportunistic defense, and then the decent passing offense that scores, right? So they're 18th in scoring percentage. They're 15th in expected points added on the offense. They're 20th in overall offensive DVOA. And the biggest shocker is that they're 21st in um, adjusted net yards allowed, which is 13 spots below the Lions. The Lions are 8th in the league, 8th highest uh, adjusted net yards per attempt. Wow. The Lions are a much better offensive football team than the Vikings. But the only reason the Vikings are 8-0 is they somehow managed to win these close games. So I'm not afraid of the Vikings at all. It's exactly going to be like that 2017 season where they're so high on winning close games and then they go into the Eagles stadium and the Eagles just run roughshod all over them. And I'll be so happy once again because the stupid goddamn purple incarnations of Satan can suck on their footballs and go back home to their stupid, ugly-ass stadium. <laughs> and you know what? And if they if that game happens again, Justin Jefferson is gonna remind is gonna be reminded who his daddy is. Exactly. His name is Big Play Darius Slay. Slay. Big play Darius Slay. Big play Darius Slay. Yep. Remember that, Vikings. And remember, Vikings, you haven't won a Super Bowl yet, so exactly. It. Suck it. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. it from the Vikings versus. Let it Patriots. all out with you. Let it all out. Uh, I've been holding out. on to this for so long. <laughs> oh man, I don't blame you, dude. All right, yeah. so let's continue, shall we? So, mm -hmm. my game of the week I picked was a Bengals versus Titans because it was a recap of the AFC divisional playoff divisional game in which the Bengals surprised like shocked the Vikings while Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and apparently you know what I learned Anant no Jamar Chase no Joe Mixon not a problem for Joe Burrow and company I mean Joe Burrow he threw for like what 22 completions 200 270 yards one touchdown no big deal right no big deal just like a nor another normal day in the office you know what I mean man it's like hey I don't have all my weapons I got everything mm -hmm. going right and of course, um, the Bengals beat the Titans at their own brand of physical football and forcing mistakes. This is what the Titans do best. Like they, they, they run the ball, they play really hard physical defense under Mike Vrabel, and they force those mistakes. Bengals, apparently, they played a reverse Uno card, meaning they did the same thing. I mean, Joe Mixon wasn't on the field, so who did they rely on? They relied on his OU teammate, Zamaj P. Ryan. And he led the charge with some, you know, not some not some big splash plays, like complimentary. I mean, but hey, small rushing yards, like what, 58 yards, one touchdown. But he also made some catches, four catches, 45 yards. And here's an impressive thing. Okay, 
and I'm going to give you a quiz on this, Anant. How many rushing yards did you think Derrick Henry had this game? A hundred. The Bengals' D-line held Derrick Henry to 38 rushing yards. God damn. And you got to give credit to that, de that defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. Um, I apologize if I'm butchering any names. He came with a game plan to nullify the run. And, and guess what? You forced Tannehill to air it out. I mean, Tannehill, I saw him make some big, huge plays, especially that one-yard bomb to Traylon to Traylon Burks. Did you see that one play? That play? Like, no, Tannehill's like not. under pressure. It was shown in a highlight. He's under pressure. He just flings it out. And then while under coverage, Traylon Burks makes a fantastic grab and get and goes into the, and gets into Bengals territory man but without AJ Brown the Titans receiving like Derrick Henry's become that running and that um that wide receiver option three receptions for 79 yards man Derrick Henry had 79 receiving yards and especially that one long receiving option it was a screenplay um, Tannehill throws it to Henry. He runs for 69 yards before um, defensive back Cam Taylor Britt pokes it out at the Bengals six. Uh, um, at the Bengals six, and then it was recovered by Traylon Burks at the end zone. And Burks and and that's and basically Traylon Burks' first touchdown. So congratulations, Tannehill threw for like 291 yards. Although he got sacked one time. The Bengals were able to put pressure. And you want to know how this game ended, Anand? The most craziest way. The 153 left in the game. Evan McPherson connects on a field goal, 23-16, to 16, right? But guess what happens, Anand? A penalty on the Titans. Unnecessary roughness on, like, with the defensive lineman, Kevin Strong, roughing the long snapper. That is just cruel. <laughs> That's just rough. Uh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Unnecessary <laughs> roughness, roughing. But hey, you know what? Bengals, I have to congratulate you for being the Titans because right now you're given the blueprint on what I want to talk about for our week 13 preview. So, but anyway, congrats to the Bengals. No Jamar Chase, no Joe Mixon. Not a problem for Joe Burrow. And I think he's making a strong push for the Bengals to take the AFC North place. Okay. All right. So that concludes the Bengals versus Titans recap. And now we're going to move on to the best segment of the episode. Punch minute segment. Punch, 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 punch. Let's go. All righty. Starting with me, Bills versus Lions. I feel really bad for Lions fans, truly. I mean, it's the first time that a team has won two consecutive games at Ford Field this year, and it ain't the Lions. Bills wins closely, 28-25. Next game, Giants versus Dallas. Dallas powers through two Dak interceptions with the help of Zeke and Tony P to win 28-20. The Giants have been slayed. Falcons versus Commies. Commies come together to win a classic low-scoring game, 19-13, that ends in a magic Mariota interception. <laughs> Love, dude. I am calling upon the, the state of Georgia, Atlanta, and, I'm, and I want to send a petition to FEMA 
because I don't know what's going on with the Falcons, man. They're choking nonstop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, call the ambulance. They, we need to teach them CPR, the Heimlich, Heimlich maneuver, and how to prevent chokes. Like, exactly. This is sad, man. It's not even funny anymore. Yeah, it's 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 a sad, sad. I won't day have fun. <laughs> I want the Falcons to beat the stinking Bucks and get into the playoffs, man. Like, come on, come on, Falcons, you got no, this. Okay. Just, no, just, just get to like I seven and nine. I have something for you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, seven and ten. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I said you go ahead. Okay. Um, next game: Broncos versus Panthers. Wilson's birthday party was crashed by the Panthers. They mauled the Broncos to win 23-10 and made 185 gashes against these horses. <laughs> More horse puns, man. Yes. And, um, and, and by yeah. the way, Steve Wilkes, is, I believe he's still undefeated at home. Really? I think so. Wow. There you go. Panthers, you got your next head coach. Oh yeah, keep him because he's all playing. you need is a QB. Not Baker Mayfield, not they Sam have... Darnold. Dude, what about have... that? No, oh, what oh. about that other QB that they? Not PJ Walker either, but I remember Matt they... Corral. I think yeah, they drafted, they drafted uh, Matt Corral. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was injured. He was injured. So actually, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the Panthers have. I okay. Let's just on a side note. Let's just take a look at the NFL draft. Um, 2023, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So the Panthers have the sixth overall pick right now. Yeah. I'm and according, yeah. And according to CBS, their mock draft, which was released. Oh, yesterday. They. Okay. They, oh. yeah, uh, the Panthers draft Will Levis from Kentucky wow. QB. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. After the Lions draft CJ Stroud and pick number five. Oh, good job, wow. Rams. Good job. And okay. and um, the same thing on, on Tankathon on the 2023 mock draft. The Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers select Miles Murphy edge, edge from Clemson. Yeah, they need QB. I don't know why they're getting and and and, and here's one more thing to my joy, because right after that is the Saints pick, which now belongs to the Eagles, and the Eagles get Kaylee Ringo, cornerback from Georgia. Nice. Yeah, I see the same thing from CBS. Love yeah. it. I was hoping for Jalen Carter, but let's see. Yep, yep, yep. Alrighty, let's get back to the punchman segment. <clears throat> so. Chargers versus Cardinals. Herbert gives Chargers fans an electrifying finish by converting the game-winning two-point attempt with 15 seconds left in the game after a touchdown pass from Herbert to Eckler. Chargers win 25-24. And last but not least, the Saints versus 49ers. 49ers put the Saints in the chokehold and shut out uh, shut out the Saints to win 13-0. Oof. So, yeah, that ends my punch minute segment. Now it's up yeah. to you, Doc Shuck. Chargers didn't charger. That's a shock. Mm-hmm. Yep, the world is changing, man. 2022 and 2023 are going to be so different. Anyway, from my segment, 
Browns versus the Buccaneers. Let's go. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. I, dude, I am so up for Jacoby Brissett, man. I don't want Deshaun Watson to start. Your bet is still there. I want that bet. Come on. <laughs> Give me that false hope. And Brady, you lose to the Browns on OT. <laughs> 23 to 17. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Dallas, how does it feel to not have Amari Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to rub it on that. <laughs> now, Texas versus Dolphins. Yawn. Dolphins were like literally steamrolling, or you could say they were hurting the Texans. 30 to nothing by halftime before some garbage scoring. Apparently, Tua and the offense did look rusty since they were coming from a bye, but hey, they figured things out quickly. Bears versus Jets. Anup, I want you to remember a name. His name is Mike White. Yep. Three touchdown passes, like over 300 run passing yards but then again it's a bit against the bears but man so it, that jets offense looks so much better than zach wilson and zach yeah, wilson, i just want to i, I just want to say something about mike white and uh and the jets right so mike ahead. white has thrown 300 plus yards and three touchdowns twice in his career Oh my it's God. more than Zach Wilson in his entire career, and Mike White has done it in two <laughs> games. And that's the most for any Jets QB, I think, in the past five years, if I'm not wrong. Oh my God! Since wait, let me. I'm trying to remember. I who think QB since are. Joe Flacco, Mark Sanchez, maybe. Mark oh my God! That's uh, let me let me let me just check. Let Pass me just check. This, this, ladies and gentlemen, this is NFL Masala where we have to rethink about what's going on with the Jets QBs. Because <laughs> they don't know how to draft QBs. Sam Darnold. Don't forget Sam Darnold, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to find where I read this. Um, you, you continue with yours and then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll hit you. Okay. Ravens versus Jaguars. Anand, what an ending. And thank you, Dougie P. You got that swag back. And Trevor Lawrence with back to back with crazy with touchdown passes to Marvin Jones and a two-point conversion to Zay Jones to take that lead. And Justin Tucker, he misses the game-winning 67-yard field goal in an open stadium. 27-28 Jags. What an ending to a game. Jags, I think I see some emergence coming up. Just need to get the right players and a little bit better. I think I think they have the right setup with Trevor for Trevor Lawrence. You got a good coach in Doug Peterson. Chiefs versus Rams. Chiefs, they they had a sluggish 26-10 win over a pathetic Rams team. And however, the Chiefs were unable to score on four red zone plays that led to four field goals. And I have a question to the Rams. I don't know if you can also answer this for me. Rams. Was that Super Bowl worth all those picks? Because right now, if you did not trade that pick with the with the with the line for Matt Stafford, you could have been sitting at number three. You could have gotten CJ Stroud, but no. No, I think I think it is. I think it is the 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 amount of success that you get. Like 
like just getting to the Super Bowl itself is so difficult. Winning a Super Bowl, winning multiple Super Bowls is so difficult. I mean, the Chiefs haven't been able to win multiple Super Bowls, and they have Patrick freaking Mahomes. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Makes sense. And, of course, Steelers versus Colts. Oh, my God. 24-17. This my inner yins are coming out. Jeff Saturday with – and you know what? I have to give the game ball to Jeff Saturday. Did you see his clock management skills, dude? Like, it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Did you see that game? Like, mind-blowing. You didn't even use your time off until, like, the last minute. Are you freaking kidding me? And guess what? The high-end talent leads the Steelers to victory. 24-17. to 17. And Steelers gonna, gonna shoot a bowl? Question mark? Nah, probably not. I'll give him tank bowl. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> okay, so that concludes the Punch Minute segment. And now I do have some Mike White news, right? Okay. Oh, I gotta hear this. So he has actually made NFL history. What? Yep. He is the first quarterback in NFL history to have multiple games with 300 passing yards or more, three or more passing touchdowns, and a completion percentage above 75% within his first four career starts. Oh, my God. He is also the first player to rack up 1,268 passing yards on 110 out of 160 passing attempts, so a completion percentage of 68.75 with eight touchdowns within four NFL starts. Not even Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or any of the great QBs can get this statistic. He has also made Jets history with Mike White being the fourth quarterback uh, to have multiple games with three touchdowns and three passing yards. The only other QBs in Jets history, Ken O'Brien, Joe Namath, and Richard Todd. Joe so, Namath? He's so in the even with Joe Namath. Yeah, so not even Mark Sanchez and all them people. You have to go back to Richard Todd to get a Jets QB who was actually pretty prolific. Another more, uh, yeah, a couple other things. Mike White's 91.7 QBR is the seventh highest mark by Jets quarterback in a single game since ESPN started tracking QBR in 2006. Oh, and my Mike God. White is just the fifth quarterback in NFL history to have multiple games with 300 passing yards and three passing touchdowns within his first four career starts. He joins Kurt Warner, Patrick Mahomes, Mark Ripien, and Austin Davis. I get okay. I want Kenton Ohio to give that gold jacket to Mike White, man. Yep, yep. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, or or you know we need to have an NFL Masala Hall of Fame thing. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know? Uh, did you know what uh, Mike White's wife said to him after what? they won? What? what Who they are you? <laughs> <laughs> Even oh, his own hurts. wife is in disbelief. That's the power of Mike White. Put oh, him in the I Hall of Fame what already. What is going to do after this? Yeah. So that's it about Mike White and Bunch Minute segment. Now on to the Masala moment of the week. And my Masala moment is one David Njoku. He had a one-handed 
stunner for the game-tying touchdown against the Bucks with 38 seconds left in the game and 12 yards out. This is then what allowed the Browns to win the game in OT. So my Masala Moment of the, uh, of the Week award goes to David Njoku. I mean, it was a spectacular right-handed, one-handed catch. He goes up, mosses the DB in the middle of the end zone, underneath the goalpost, and just brings it down, falls down with possession, gets that game-tying touchdown with 38 seconds left, or like 35 seconds left when the play finishes. So, yeah, that was my Masalamona of the Week. What is yours? I got to give it to Josh Jacobs. Did you see that touchdown that he pulled off against the Seahawks? No. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I did. Man, that guy, he apparently woke up late in the season, but he just barreled through that, that, um, that game in OT, man. He barreled, he took over Derek Carr and that offense. That's all I could say. Not even Devontae Adams had that much of an impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make you feel better when I say mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. I'm glad it does because we're good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> All righty. So that concludes um, the Masala Moment of the Week section and that concludes the preview uh sorry recap segment now we're going to move on to the preview segment and we're going to try and wrap this up pretty quick because i understand that this is good first off packers versus bears espn apparently gives us a 62.3 percent chance of winning but i think that's just too high just watching how we gave up 157 yards of rushing by a qb justin fields is going to run rough shot against our defense <clears throat> Yeah, Justin Fields upgraded to full participant. Okay, he's going to play. Never mind. Yeah. So all the Bears need to do is run the football against the Packers, which is exactly what the Eagles did, and the Bears will win. Okay, the Bears are the 10th best in terms of rushing DVOA on offense. They have the highest rushing yards per game at 192 yards per game. They're first in rushing expected points added at 69.61. Nice. And Justin Fields has the third highest DYAR at 164 yards. And we, the Packers, have allowed the 10th highest uh, DYAR in Hertz to get 157 yards rushing. So, yeah, we ain't winning. Another reason why the Packers won't win is because we're... 23rd in points per game scored on offense at 19.6, which is four spots lower than the Bears, mind you. 17th in third down conversion rate and 21st in red zone scoring percentage. Last but definitely not least, Aaron Rodgers is injured. He likes to play tough, but he's been playing with the broken or fractured or injured or whatever designation that we have for his right thumb, where we have gone one and six in that span. And just recently, he has had an oblique or slash um, rib injury. He says he's fine. We'll see just how much it affects him. But 
unless we run the football consistently, which we most likely won't because something is wrong with Lafleur and the Packers offense, we're losing 23-13 to the Bears. Man. That's crazy, dude. That is crazy. Yep. And anyways, um, for my Eagles, we will be facing off against the Tennessee Titans. And I think this is going to be a very good matchup to watch out for. And because there are two storylines. Because number one, the Titans, guess who the Titans assistant on the on the defense is? A former, a familiar face in Jim Schwartz, who used to be the Eagles defensive coordinator when Doug Peterson was a head coach and helped us win that Super Bowl. And also, AJ Brown is facing off against his against his um against his old team. So AJ Brown revenge game question mark question mark. Hopefully it is. But so I would have to look at it in two different ways: Eagles offense versus Titans defense. The Titans are number three, have the number three ranked defense against the run, and that and they've only allowed eighty five yards per game. And I doubt that the Eagles are going to replicate that 363 rushing yards that they pulled off against the Packers against them because this is a completely different team that they're going to be facing. I mean, you have to take a look at what Mike Brable has done. He brings more of that physical aspect like of the game. Basically, you play tough and force mistakes, and he'll make teams go one-dimensional on offense by taking away your strengths. This time, they'll focus on that run game. and. Two impact players you got to look out for are Jeffrey Simmons, the the linebackers Jeffrey Simmons and David and David Long, and and on that Titans defensive line, Jeffrey Simmons with six points five sacks, Demico Autry six point five sacks, is that no seven sacks? And Bud Dupree, who's a speed linebacker, will be uh, would uh, would like and would like will also be some of the defensive players to watch out for. And unfortunately, Jordan Mailata, Eagles left side tackle, left offensive tackle, he's good against power, but he's not good against speed. So this is going to be the, and overall, this is scheduled to be the toughest defensive line, the Eagle, or the, the toughest front seven the Eagles will be facing this entire season. So if I'm the Eagles, I would expect a combination of like design QB runs and and maybe you have to like play dink and doink, like how the commanders are able to neutralize the run game on some of the games against the Eagles. And and don't forget, like the Titans can go after the quarterback, like, but from what I've heard in the latest injury reports, um, this is also big. Another, I think you may want to hear about this too, because apparently the tight um the Titans may be missing some key starters in their game. Cause because uh, as of now. Who th those that did not participate, as I mentioned, Danico Autry with a knee problem, and and also Jeffrey Simmons, their defensive tackle with an ankle injury. If their two sack leaders are miss, if they're going to be out of the game. This could be a huge momentum change for the Eagles to like try and pass on with that run game. Don't you think, Anand? Like just to get your thoughts on this. Mm hmm. Yep. And but with every. Uh, with every strength, there's a weakness. The Titans pass defense. They're ranked number 31st. And with that, they've invested in a lot of young cornerbacks in, uh, Mark, in, in Fulton, Molden, and Roger McCreary. The veteran star Kevin Bryard, who play, I believe he plays safety, 
Um, he has like 24 INTs, but however, their young rookie cornerback, Roger McCreary, has been allowing, um, as of now, he's been, he has allowed 45 completions of 71 targets, 552 yards and four touchdowns. He is allowing a QB passing passer rating of 104.9. This is according to P to pro football reference. And I would expect AJ Brown, Devonte Smith and Quez Watkins to take advantage especially AJ Brown to go off. And I see AJ Brown instigating on in press conferences and everything saying like, Hey, I do so much better. I, I did so much better when I'm with the Eagles. And he made like all laughing emojis when the times only attempted five passing, passing yards. Like my God, AJ Brown, like <laughs> instigate too much. <laughs> but but then this is what I'm really worried about. Eagles defense versus Titans offense. I mean, Jonathan Gannon, for the love of God, stop Derrick Henry. If you could, like, Derrick Henry's already played 11 games, already has 1,048 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. If you want a game on how to stop Derrick Henry, look at how the Bengals did it. How they neutralized the run game? What they did, they used ball control on the offense. And like by ball control, you control that live on scrimmage. And I'm going to say this on the Eagles gotta out Washington the the um, the Titans. Hmm. What do you mean yeah. by that? By out Washingtoning them, you basically you gotta control the clock, make get those manageable yards, and get to an early like a double digit lead and then then you'll okay. see ryan Tannehill like be the headless chicken start attempting more passes instead of leaning onto that run game with derrick henry and there is some good news because apparently jordan davis was act jordan davis's practice window um was activated and he's scheduled to return and 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 he's trying to schedule to, to return on um return on sunday and if that happens there's some hope because now this allows the Eagles de defense defensive line to get some to get some rotation involved, like with Indomitian Sue and Linval Joseph. The linebackers will also need to step up and pressure too. And if and from what I remember from the notes, when Jordan Davis is on the field, the Eagles defense is allowing like three around like two to three yards per carry, three rushing yards per carry. I believe that's the stat. If I'm if it's something else on Anthem, do let me know. But if I'm the if I'm the linebackers, you have to be ready. You have to press up against the line and get ready to tackle. Like you cannot be having missed tackles like that AJ Dillon because Derrick Henry is a better version of AJ Dillon, mind you. And the, but here's the thing: the Titans O line has been weak without Taylor Lewan, and I could and I would definitely like to see the edge rushers. Um, Mainly Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, and a quite Robert Quinn to go up ahead. And apparently, here's a, another big news for for guys to, to need to know: starting right guard Nate Davis did not practice, and Nate Davis has been added to the list. Apparently, it's um, it could be not injury related to, but this is a new indication of not uh, new. This could be an indication. So, but with that, with that being in mind, like 
I would like to see the Eagles defensive backs to like press up and lock on on those on those wide receivers like in Robert Woods, Nicole, Nicole Westbrook, Inke, and Traylon Burks. And and also keep an eye out on Austin Hooper and Derrick Henry because apparently Derrick Henry can also catch a ball and run. But Traylon Burks has is getting is become is getting more into that AJ Brown role that the Titans have missed. So if I'm the Eagles, you gotta you gotta have Darius Slay and James Bradbury on point tackle press. I don't want them playing soft zone if it's going to be working, uh, like if it's um un unless it works. And you gotta pressure. You have to keep on attacking Ryan Tannehill, and and also this is gonna be a huge game for Reed Blankenship because this is also gives it a chance for the Eagles to evaluate what they could do with the safety options. And with this in mind, it's gonna be a very close game. I could see the Titans winning this by close or the Eagles winning it by a lot, but I'm gonna say fly Eagles fly. They win it, twenty three to seventeen. Okay, okay, so that concludes the Eagles game. Now on to my game of the week selection, and that's going to be the Dolphins versus 49ers. Ooh. The reason why, yeah, and the reason why I chose this game is because I want to see just how strong the Dolphins offense is, offense is. By all accounts, that offense is sharp and exciting, right? They're seventh in red zone scoring percentage. They're eighth in overall scoring percentage. They're sixth in points per game. They're second in both adjusted net yards per attempt and passing expected uh, points added. And they're first in completed air yards per uh, completion. So that means that's the amount of air yards traveled past the line of scrimmage on every completion. On, on completed passes, which indicates just how explosive the passing game is. And that value is 8.1, which means on nearly all complete, uh, like on an average completed pass, that ball is traveling eight yards in the air. So that's very, very explosive, right? If you're a defense, you have to contend with not dink and dung offensive game, but passing through the middle and passing deep offensive game, having Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle catch the ball and then run, you know, juke your defenders out and then make those highlight real plays. But <clears throat> that's what this passing offense is. Right. And they're also first in passing defensive uh, passing DVOA. The 49ers defense, however, are top 10 against the pass, allowing the 10th lowest pass D, uh, passing DVOA, 7th uh, lowest in net yards uh, per attempt allowed, the lowest number of touchdowns at just nine passing touchdowns on the entire season, the lowest scoring percentage at 25.7. So that means only one out of four drives that this defense goes up against ends in an offensive score. So that's very, very low. An eighth highest adjusted sack, uh, sack rate at 8.1%. So this means that, you know, the 49ers get after the ball, uh, sorry, get after the passer, and they shut down receivers. So this is just going to be an exciting matchup to see just how potent this Miami offense is against probably the best defense in the NFL. 
Now, with that being said, I still think the Tua and Mike McDaniel campaign will notch another victory in their belt, and Tua Tungavailoa will be one step closer to him to an MVP. Dolphins win 27-21. That's actually not a bad score. Because because I because it like when it all comes to the look of it, you can judge how the the um the Dolphins offense goes up against that 49ers defense, but I would trust Tua more with than Jimmy Garoppolo in, yeah. in a heartbeat. Yes, yes. And ooh, but but would you trust Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle over Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk? Oh and Christian McCaffrey. Oh and George Kittle. Oh yes, don't forget. Yeah, but it depends so on who the quarterback is. This is going to be is. interesting. Yeah, but yeah, it is about the quarterback. So yeah, I would choose Tua over um, Jimmy Jesus. So that's for sure. But yeah, go ahead. But yeah, that's all I can say. But it's going to be a fun battle. And I could see the Dolphins winning that same score, but I'm going to say the 49ers win 24-21. Good defense. No, 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 no. Dig, Nick say Bosa no. is saying no. No, the reason being is not because of the is not gonna is not gonna be because of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's gonna be more of the defense. Nick Bosa is gonna go up. I mean, Tua is going to have to deal with a monster in Nick Bosa, dude. Mm, that's true. That's true. And and of course, Debo Sa- and with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel will have to play that role as that running back thing. And of course, he's going to get so mad. But And also, George Kittle may step up as well. Okay. okay. That's my take. All right. it, it could go either way. My game of the week, Chiefs versus Bengals. AFC Championship rematch. Last time that happened? Why? Last year, the Chiefs blew an 11-point lead, halftime lead, and the Bengals beat them to go in overtime in Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. And and like as we've talked recently with Joe Burrow, how he's doing so well with the bank, like how he's like managing so well without Jamar Chase. He's like, I mean, I want to I'm so proud of the like the development Joe Burrow has had in like in the like in the sh- and like I don't I'm not even sure of like what like what year in his career he's entering in, but um no as I'm looking through. Like he like he was drafted in 2020. This is his third. I believe this is like his what his third year, in the NFL. No third or fourth year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like who? Joe Burrow. He was drafted uh, in 2020. third year. Third year. Yeah. In three years, you know what he's done in his three year. He's took he's he's of course he's le- he's led the Bengals to the freaking Super Bowl, man. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, like, you can't. And he's doing so well for the past couple of games without Jamar Chase. That is how good he has been. And and, and here's this and here's the scary part, dude. Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon are expected to return. They're going to be marked healthy like by tomorrow and Saturday. And it is going to be a huge boost for Burrow with already T. Higgins like taking over that number one spot in Tyler Boyd playing complimentary. 
Of course, Hayden Hurst and Samaj P. Ryan have done their parts very, very well. And this is going against the Chiefs, who are allowing the seventh most passing yards per game in a tough battle against the Bengals. Wide receivers, you got to expect Steve Spagnolo to send in the house. You, I mean, if it's George Karloftis, if it's Chris Jones, you got to time the blitzes properly and pressure Joe Burrow. And the reason being is like the Chiefs are averaging 3.2 sacks per game, fifth most in the league um, through week 12. However, if I'm the Bengals, do what did Joe Mixon do? Like, how, how was Joe Burrow able to get through? Rely on with Joe Mixon and and drive the rock with Joe Mixon, Samaje Pirine. And um, and and by the way, short story, dude. I actually saw Joe Mixon and Samaje Pirine play both in OU, dude. Those when they were up against Texas Tech and when Cliff Kingsbury was still a coach, and Baker Mayfield or Davis Webb was their quarterback at that time. Dude, Samaje Pirine and Joe Mixon. Those two are a one-two punch combo, man. There, those two that play together, so damn great. I'm just telling you up front. And and now with the Chiefs, they're playing for the number one seed in the first round. By Pat Mahomes, is like I like. They have like they the Pat like uh, what can I say about Patrick Mahomes, my man? He is like he. Like without Tyreek Hill, he's leading this. Like this offense is basically the number one. Is um they're playing for the number one seed and the first round by. They're leading with the number one scoring offense. They're like averaging thirty points per game with a total yards per game observed average of four hundred thirty yards. Like this, like the thirty yards per game. This is. No, it's correction. Thirty points per game. This is doubled the worst offense in the league in in the Denver Broncos. And you know, want to know how much the Broncos are averaging? Like fourteen points a game. Fourteen, fourteen point three. You were Jesus. off by like a decimal. Jesus. I mean, there's that famous statistic, right? If the Broncos scored more than eighteen points a game, eight. In 2022, the Broncos would be 9-1 and one because their defense has played so spectacularly well. Right. Yeah. Anyways, it's continue. Pretty, yeah. And that's why that's why I'm guessing most of the defense went to Russell Wilson's birthday party because half of them reportedly came. <laughs> but but of, but unfortunately, as of now, like there's been some reports that the wide receiver room has been banged up. Juju was out of practice with an illness. Apparently, he was able to play today. They're still missing Kadarius Tony with a with a with um with a hamstring. Miko Hardman is on IR, and you just and they just added Bengals wide receiver Brian Edwards to the practice squad. He's not probably not going to start. So I could expect more involvement with um Travis Kelsey. And um, your boy Marquise Valdez Scanling, and and hey, if Juju plays, perfect. And Jarek McKinnon, but that running back group by the Chiefs, like in like that, like without Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs are finding ways to like get their offense going, and which is really really impressive. I mean, if you want to talk about like, um, Excuse me. If you want to talk about like their running, like one aspect that the Chiefs are focusing on, man, it's the run game. 
and he and like and apparently they're they're um like they're actually like 19th in rushing yards 114 which is like what average not too bad and their rookies and isaac pacheco has done is like already at 455 rushing yards man and he's taking over the loads when, while clyde edwards hilaire is like healing from injury and of course travis kelsey is going to be the favorite target and like no matter how much like if you saw that game like no matter how much jalen ramsey was trying to guard him dude travis kelsey still got free caught a pass and ran for a touchdown that's just sad and he's like and but but and like they're going up against a tough Bengals team that's allowing 21 points per game and just 328 yards on average and it and and what and what's even more shocking dude like the Bengals are the 12th ranked pass defense they're 11th in rushing yard rushing and scoring allowed and 10th in yards allowed so and, and like and the way that the bank and the ba what the Bengals are known for is like they know how to make those adjustments in the second half if they stick with that game plan on what they did against Tennessee they can easily win this game and and with that being in mind I have the Chiefs winning this game 30 to 28. But I would not be surprised if the Bengals pull it off. Don't you agree? Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's going to be an exciting game. Exciting, exciting game. So that concludes our preview segment of this episode and that actually concludes our episode for today so if you guys enjoyed it please leave us a review at one of the four platforms that we host this podcast on apple google spotify and pocket Casts, or send us an email at nflmasala at gmail.com spelled as nflmasala at gmail.com and we're going to hit you with our signature outro go pack go and fly, Eagles fly. The three words that Anant you need to know. <laughs> the three words I need to burn for my memory. <laughs> Take care and good night, everyone.